0: up. Coach Rudder here. You are tuned to the Coach's Corner podcast. You could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that more than you will ever know. On this podcast, we'll talk about things that I've gone through in my real life, my 15 years in the Army, my 15 years as a juvenile corrections officer, as well as my time as a high school and semi-pro football coach. While some of the things have occurred to me, Some of them have not and has been advice and stories that I've listened to from those people. Good morning. It is Wednesday morning and I wanted to take a second. I was going through some files of mine at work and I have quite a bit of leadership stuff in my desk and in my computer at work. So every once in a while I purge it to make some new stuff in there. And I found something that I was going to talk about at a work, um, you know, a work meeting, and I wanted to share with you guys, these are the 10 qualities of highly successful people. These are not in any particular order, but I think it is very important. So I'm going to go ahead and read them off to you. I have them written out so if you hear me, um, you know, if you hear them in front of me, me rattling some papers, just know that I wrote them down just so I will not forget the bullet points. Number one is your drive. You have the determination to work harder than most and make sure that things get done. You know, you have some kind of pride in yourself uh, on seeing things through the end, making sure things get completed. And when things are necessary, you take charge. You have drive and you drive yourself with purpose and align yourself with excellence, with other like-minded individuals, with other people who also strive for excellence. Number two, you have a self-reliance. You can shoulder responsibility at any point in time and be accountable to the people who look at you for leadership, for guidance, for the ability to know that when you are working or when you are doing something or you have told them that you are going to handle something that they know they can count on you. You make hard decisions, and once you make these decisions, You stand by your decision. Too many times people will say, yeah, they'll make a decision. Then after the fact, they're like, yeah, but so-and-so said, but so-and-so did. I just made that decision because instead of being like, you know what? As Jocko Willink says in his book, it's my fault. Extreme ownership. Everything is my fault. I didn't tell them the right way to do them. I didn't give this a task, enough instruction, enough time, enough effort, always in, never out. And they have the ability to think for yourself and to know that you can get things done. And when you think for yourself, you know things about yourself. The third thing that I think is important is willpower. You have this strength inside of you to see things through you don't procrastinate, you don't drag your feet. When you want things, you find a way to make it happen. And in life, the world's greatest achievers are those who have stayed focused and have been consistent on their effort. I've read the book, um, which I listened to a podcast by Andy Frisella many years ago, uh, I think two now, two years ago, on a trip to Idaho with my wife, and they were talking with Tim Grover. Tim Grover was Michael Jordan's coach, Kobe Bryant's coach, D. Wade's coach, and he talks about people being closers, that people are focused, consistent, and will not take no for an answer. They are so focused on things that they will not let distractions get in their way. They will not let things in general get in, um, get in their way of what is going on in front of them to allow that stuff to distract them, to remove their focus from what it is that they want to see. Number four, they have patience. You are willing to be patient and understand that in everything, there's going to be ups and downs and ebbs and flows and failures and frustrations. And that if you take all of this personally, it's going to drag you down. If you are not learning, if you are not taking these failures, like Like uh, the Compete Every Day podcast, my man Jake Thompson talks about. If you are not stacking these losses and making these losses wins, what are you really doing? You cannot take these things personally. Yeah, you could take a couple seconds and be like, dang, man, I cannot believe I just took that. I cannot believe that came out this way. And then immediately, it's like a little tick goes off in your head. What can I do to fix this? What can I do the next time I do this? Not, I need to do it right this second. Be methodical. Have that self-reliance to make the decision. Stand by it. The willpower to follow your goals and dreams and be consistent in your effort. And understand that it's going to take some time to do things the right way. The fifth thing for me is the most important out of all of them, and I take pride in this, and that is integrity. This shouldn't have to be said, but it's seriously one of the most important things in your life that you need to grow. You heard the saying, since you were probably knee-high to a grasshopper, that honesty is the best policy. See, integrity creates character, and it defines who you are as a person. Once someone doesn't believe you, every time you talk, people think this person's lying. People think, man, is this person really telling me the truth? And it's the worst, it's the worst feeling in the world to look at someone and just know that they are not being truthful, that they are not being honest with themselves or about the situation or being honest to you at all. The sixth thing you have to have is passion. If you want to succeed, if you want to live the best life out there, it's not about political correctness. It's not about politeness. It's about the passion, the burning desire and drive that you have that's going to get you wherever you want to be. There's a saying, life is 10% what you experience and 90% how you respond to it. How you respond to happiness, how you respond to adversity, how you respond to the learning process, how you respond to applying what you have learned. All of this will either crush your soul or create more drive, more determination, and more passion for whatever it is that you are doing. I'll give you a personal example. I'm a coach. I coach football. I've coached high school. I've coached Pop Warner. I've coached semi-pro. I've been on the losing end as a player of beatdown after beatdown after beatdown. And the one thing that really stuck with me is my coach's lack of preparation, my coach's lack of integrity, and my coach's lack of drive and passion to get people going in the right direction. I told myself I would never be that guy. I would never be the person that wasn't prepared, that didn't have things ready to go. So as a coach, I strive to have my team prepared. I strive to have my players in the right places, in the right frame of mind. And when they make a mistake, I might nip at them just for a second. Hold them accountable for the mistake they made, and I move on. I don't hold it over their head. When my quarterback throws the ball to the other team, I might snap at him for a second, and then immediately it's like, all right, what could we have done differently? I take special pride in the fact that I build relationships with my players that I make this, which is the number seven thing on the qualities, is connection. How I relate to them. How my relationship with them will deepen our ability to get things done. Because number seven, like they say, is connection. When you can relate to others, which in in turn takes things to that next level. It takes things further and deeper. Everything you say, when they know they can trust you, when they know that you're going to have integrity about what you say, that you stand behind your decisions That you have the ability to get things moving. You can get them moving in the right directions. They see that you have the passion, desire, drive, determination to get things going. They will buy into this. And then your connection to them basically is a back-and-forth symbiotic relationship. When you have players that can't buy in, you don't have the connection, you have to be okay with cutting those people loose. You have to be okay with them in your life, in your business, in your job, on your team – If you don't have that connective ability with them and they are throwing up the barriers, you have to let them go. I take probably pride in the connectivity and the integrity part more than anything in my personal life. The one thing that I always have the hardest time with is the eighth quality, and that is optimism. You know there's much to achieve, and there's much things out in the world, and you know that there's things out there that are worth fighting for, and this optimism is like the strategy for making this better life, this better future, this better team in my football team's case, my better work culture, my better work team, and unless you believe that the future can be better, you're unlikely to ever be able to create this, step up to take lead or take responsibility in making The future and life that you want. For the longest time, I didn't have the greatest sense of optimism in my work life. That I was just like, it is what it is. These people are just who they are. And in some cases, that was true. Not in all, but in some cases. And over the years, I have developed more optimism. Now, I'm going to tell you, it is the hardest thing for me. And I work on that on the daily But I will tell you, I got a new boss at work over a year ago, and my optimism immediately shot through the roof because this boss has a different interactivity with people and a connectivity with people that's different than my old boss. My old boss was a micromanager to the end, and it really snaps your self-confidence, which is the ninth quality, and your optimism when he's going to undercut everything that you do. So number nine, self-confidence, you trust in yourself and your abilities. It's as plain and simple as that. And when you have this confidence in this, this unshakable trust in yourself, you have already moved the pendulum closer to being successful than you were, um, when you had no confidence. I listened to a podcast yesterday on my 75 hard workout number two by Chad, Wright. And one of the people on the podcast name is Noah. And Noah was talking about running this race. And he mentioned that one of the people walked up and said, Hey, you're Noah, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, I am. And the guy's like, well, there goes me winning today. And Noah said, in that moment, when I knew he had no self-confidence, I knew I had already beaten him. I didn't even almost have to run the race. I knew he was already done. And there are a couple coaches in my football league that are like this. One's name is Jeff. Jeff is the king of self-confidence. Jeff is one of those people. We are polar opposite coaches, how we interact with people. But Jeff is a highly successful person, owns his own business, has self-confidence through the roof. Jeff is a widely respected coach. The difference between us is the 10th quality is communication, which we'll come back to. I want to continue on self-confidence for a minute. Jeff lacks none in the self-confidence area. I lack none in the self-confidence area because both of us talk about and lay out our teams for success. We prepare our individual teams pretty much the same. Repetition, monotonous work. How you do the little things is how you do everything. And Jeff and I are the same when it comes to that because we focus on little things. Now, with COVID, Jeff has continued to work with his team. And they've played some out-of-season games. And he has got his team dialed in. I'm fairly certain of that. I haven't seen Jeff in a year physically face-to-face. But I know for a fact through social media and different contacts he he and I have had through text messaging that he has got his football team, the Rose City Swarm, dialed in. I know the players on that team. I know a lot of the players on that team. And I know those guys are dialed in. When my football team is back out on the field, we will be prepared. There will be a self-confidence because we will put ourselves in the right place. I have that faith. The last and final quality, again, these are in no particular order, is communication. So you work to communicate with people and you pay attention when people communicate with you. The most important thing you hear is not what's being said. There's a speech class in college at Speech 218, Interpersonal Communications, where I learned then, oh, so many years ago, that the majority of your communication is not through word, it's through body language. So again, let me me say that again to you. The most important communication is not what's being said, but what is being presented. When the communication is present in your everyday life, your your life, your work life, your professional, personal life, trust and respect is not too far behind. No one plans on being mediocre. Mediocre happens when you don't plan, when you don't have all of the drives, self-reliance, willpower, patience, integrity, and the passion, connection with your people, the optimism, the self-confidence. If you want to succeed, learn these traits that will make you a more successful person and plan on living them out every single day. You plan your life. You plan out every portion of your day. I've talked about it on other podcasts. I write out my entire day. I leave nothing to chance so I can be prepared every single day. Now, that doesn't mean that if something doesn't come up that I don't have the ability to pivot my day. But for the most part, I prepare and plan to live out my life in the greatest way I can every single day. Be humble and great, courageous and determined, faithful in the process and fearless in what you are doing. This is who you are. This is who you've always been. And if not, this is who you can become if you work at it every day. I appreciate you guys listening. If you would be so kind, leave me a rating and review wherever you listen to this. Apple, Spotify, Google, any of the places. Know that I appreciate all of the feedback, the text messaging, and anything that has come from this podcast. I enjoy doing them. And I will be picking up the pace to do two or three more a week, every week. And I appreciate you guys listening. And I will see you soon.